that's out there listening with your ears and seeing with your eyes. This is. <laughs> this is flea circus. See, I was trying to go about that a different way, but it didn't. It turned out. It turned out how it was supposed to be. I guess. I am Roni with my best bro, Indy, and we're here at or on Flea Circus. Yeah, so this is the pilot, and we're just going to do some talking. This is like a bonus track or a bonus feature, kind of like the stuff from the DVDs and back in the day, where it's like something hidden. It's like, ooh, look at here, it's a treat. So this is a treat for all your listeners out there. So I guess we'll get started with a topic. And today's topic is what's love got to do with it? Oh, oh, that's a, that's a nice one. Um, Let's, let's just say, I think it's got to do everything to do with it. Um, Keanu Reeves once said that, you know, if you don't love, if you don't fight for love, what are you fighting for? You know, that dude's a lover and a fighter. Yo, who's John Wick? You know? And Neo. And Neo. Constantine. Constantine. Yeah. He was the dude from 47 Ronin. Right, right. Um, Speed. Oh, he was in Speed, yeah. That's right, the Sandra Bullock. Dude, that's like, that's a forgotten hit. It is a forgotten hit. Most people don't think about Speed. I mean, I'm not talking about drugs here, but this is the actual movie. <laughs> Yo, that... Oh, boy. <laughs> Yo, when uh, when you said the bonus track... uh. That reminded me of how you you remember on um, mm-hmm. DVDs you could sit there and let it run before you could start the movie on the title menu. True. You know Michael Sarah and Superbad was told to dance for a full hour so it would never loop. What a full hour? Yes. So he was there dancing. For a full hour for you, and you never watch the DVD. That title menu was all of his his insane dance moves and his energy for like three days. Just for you, and you never watch that title menu. Oh, man, that's terrible. I know, and I never watched it either, but still, like, you should be, you know, commended for that, right? That's he love. Should. That is love. Love's, love had something to do with that, right? You're right. It's totally forgotten about. What is it? Uh, what's that dude? Some Stevie Nicks? No, no. Stevie Wonder. Yeah, Stevie Wonder puts a lot of love into his music. Definitely. You know, he, he might not yeah, see he's... with his eyes, but he sees with his heart. I feel that it ties back to what we're talking about is love. Like, I love 
my my pets. They're pretty cool sometimes. Yeah. I'm... You know. If, you know, if you feed them, you don't have to clothe them, so that's nice. And... That's it. It's true. They really don't because, like you said, you feed them, you give them a nice place to live. I mean, first off, they're freeloaders. Think about it. They don't have any jobs. And in this market, in this, you know, economy, they should get jobs. Yeah. They really like, should. They the really dog should. walker, he's got the best job. It should be the other way around. Like, you should pay me to walk my dog. My dog is awesome. You know? Like, you get to spend time with my dog. You should pay me. Just because I don't have time to, to walk my dog, I'm just let him into the yard, right? Why not? Go, yeah. It's, I don't get it. But what just brought up a great question. All right. If the dog walker's walking my dog, who walks the dog walker's dog? Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The dog walker. What if he's a cat person? How would that go with the dogs, though? If if that if he's actually a cat person and he's walking these dogs, shouldn't the dogs actually smell the cat on them? Different times, man. Like. We're in a different uh, economy. You know, you get desperate. You, you got to leave the cat, you know, and you got to feed the cat. True. You got to go back, you know, you got to go back on it. And too bad True. for the dogs. I mean, they're going to get walked. So that, that would be love, love for the dogs, the dogs who didn't get walked. You know, as soon as you said love for the dogs who didn't get walked, you know about those, what is it? I guess the little, the pet commercials that has that sad song. In the that one. <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin or whatever. Yeah. She's doing all the singing and then you see all these animals and, and dogs yeah. sitting out there in the cold. And the snow and everything. Oh, and they're like shaking. Yeah, they are. There's puppy dogs and there's little cats that appear every once in a while. But my thing is an underrepresented, you know, pet during that whole thing. What about the fish and the mice, the hamsters, the lizards? What about them? That's a good point. You know, um, see? You don't think nobody thinks about them. They're left out. Ferrets. You know, and um birds. The pet shelter here in St. Louis County, they do have like guinea pigs and rabbits and like strange animals like mm. that too. <clears throat> yeah, because we thought about getting a guinea pig um <clears throat> at one of those places once, but we ended up just going to wow. like uh Petco or something and um I don't know like I found it kind of odd honestly like I I had never seen that before but mm -hmm. like respect you know that's actually true that's a lot of respect that goes into that because you're looking at a small community of animals that don't get looked after 
because the dogs and cats get all the attention. Mm-hmm. They do. The dogs and cats get all the attention, and the rest of those animals are left out. What about them? What about their rights? You know? I... They seem uncommon to have as pets, mm-hmm. but they're actually a lot more common than what you would expect, too. Really? No. Maybe like a gerbil or... Uh, I knew a lady who had a rat. Like, she had the rat for like 14 years. 14 years? Yeah, this rat was like super intelligent and would like super clean. She said she'd rather have a rat than a dog. Interesting. Yeah, I, my mom hates rodents. Mm-hmm. So, like, she will, she told us, like, if you ever get a rodent, I'm never coming to your house. Oh. Yeah, so we, we just kind of stick with dogs. Um, I had a dog who looked like mm-hmm. a rat, so she didn't like it very much. I thought it was cute, but she she wasn't about it. So how did that work? Like, if the dog looked like a rat, your mom still wasn't about it, even though it's a dog. It's clearly a dog, but your mom is like, no, no my mom would be like, I can't bear to look at this get away. thing. Go! I don't want you. You know, like how moms do, like. <laughs> I love my mom. Shout out to mom. Hey. Shout out, shout out to to Indy's mom. Yeah. That dog looked like a rat, though. It was cool. Your impression was on point. <laughs> well, wait, I, don't, I don't care. We'll have her as a guest good. one day. That was brilliant. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how close that is. Yeah, we just do a voice matchup. Like she talks, and then you do your impression. We just oh, see how dude. far, far it matches That's up. That's gonna get me in trouble. That'll actually be pretty good. Nah, you'll be fine. I think another thing that was all love was Barney. Barney taught us how to love, you know, and how to clean up. Actually, if you think about it, okay. So, say for instance, <laughs> okay, Barney, the dinosaur. Yeah. Of course, we know about him, right? But if you think about it, these kids are dropped off and left in the care of a giant dinosaur. Not only that, he's having them clean up, forcing them to clean up. The cleanup thing? Because he, I mean, have you ever witnessed Barney actually doing any cleanup on the show? I don't recall it. Half the time, he'll probably pick up something and just toss it somewhere. The question is, would he be able to? Because he has T-Rex arms. Because we remember how short those things are, those little purple mitts that he had. Maybe he was just unable to. So he was like, you know what? If I I figure out a way, I can make a mess. And these kids are going to pick it up. He might be a mastermind. You're right. He's he's definitely a mastermind. But... Do child labor laws come into play? Not if 
your parents' consent. Um, you got to remember, they dropped their own kids. Mm-hmm. It's complete free will. Into Barney's hands. You're right. You're absolutely right. They did. They dropped them off into Barney's hands. And then here's the other thing I'm wondering about. What if they actually thought they were dropping their kids off at a regular daycare, regular establishment, but they never knew about Barney? (laughs) You just threw me for a loop on that one. I was about to say something else. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Right. What What if they they just knew knew about about Baby Bop? They're like, oh, this is Baby Bop's establishment. And Barney's like, clean up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. He's a grown (laughs) dinosaur taking advantage of young children and young dinosaurs. He's grooming those kids. What age is a grown dinosaur? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Is it mm. 74? Mm. 109? Maybe 16? I don't know. I think mm. that's something we got to figure out. Because Baby Bop is a baby. True. Wasn't there BJ? He had his backwards hat, right? That's a huge hat, dude. It is, and because the 90s, apparently he was supposed to be cool because he had a backwards hat on. Yeah, I can never pull that off. Like, my glasses mess that up, so I I just look like try hard, you know? That's what it really was. I think BJ was actually trying hard because he didn't have that sense of identity just yet. So he's like, oh, well, I see everyone else wore a backwards hat, so maybe I should too. Yeah, for real. I mean, that's true. Um, a lot of, like, the sideways hats or, like, the backwards mm-hmm. sideways hats. Mm-hmm. You know, like, why couldn't he just wear a visor and just be himself? That's the thing. He could have tried to be himself. Maybe he just didn't need to hang out with Barney. Maybe Bob at all. He could have just like did his own thing. Became himself a separate identity. And not be held down by some random giant purple dinosaur. Who forced children to clean up. Yeah, you know what? Maybe, maybe Barney was just a bully. I mean, he's, he's big. He's really big. I could see that. I could see Barney being a bully, but it's not thought about because he seems so nice and talking about life lessons and everything. When in all actuality, he's just putting on a facade or a front. Yeah. I mean, um, When's the last time you saw the movie Rocky? Mm. Mm. Long time. Watch it again and then tell me what you think. Because the last time I watched it, I was like, yo, this Mm -hmm. is a classic. You know, I'm excited. 
I haven't seen this movie in probably about 20 years, and I watched it, and I was like, wow, Rocky is messed up. This dude took advantage of an alcoholic and pretty much uh, forced, you know, uh, what's his name? The meat market guy, you know what I'm talking about? Polly. Yeah. He pretty much forced Polly's sister to date him. And one time they go back to his apartment. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I should go. And he's like, no, 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 stay, stay. Look, I got a bed. And she's like, no, 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 I feel uncomfortable. I should go. And then he gets in front of the door and forces her to stay. If that movie came out now, that movie would have gotten canceled. Like, it's wild, man. Like, how this movie was just like this big thing. And he just, like, I guess it was kind of like Stockholm Syndrome. You know what I mean? Oh, so like Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. As they say, it was about Stockholm Syndrome. That actually makes perfect sense. I never really thought of that. That's what they said. That's what they said. Beauty and the Beast was all about Stockholm oh, Syndrome. that's messed up. Yeah, I mean, Beast was his namesake, a beast. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's probably some certain parts of the movie that we don't know about where he probably did some diabolical things like Probably asked to go get like a sandwich made from the kitchen. Hey, mm. hey, this this house ain't clean. And then he gets all mad and everything. But yeah, I mean, Belle was super independent though. And I don't know if she would make him a sandwich. I think she would make him make her a sandwich. Belle, Belle is like my wife. Like, if I told my wife to get out of bed and make me a sandwich, you know exactly what she would say. Uh, I'm I'm not even going into that territory. It's scary. Just that's like summoning a demon. Like, no, no way. Uh, uh-uh. uh, not about that. No Ouija boards around here. Not around here. Mm-mm. No, no, sir. We're leaving. Yeah, that. Let, let's uh, let's veer back onto the path. I'm I'm scary. not trying to scary. Get... She's like a hobbit. Shire. <laughs> I'm not going there. Hmm. Yeah, she'll fight me. Like she's like a little, little rat terrier. Yeah, but something. Once again, know. nope. Not doing it. Not, not no uh-huh. Ouija boards around here. No way. No. Did- nope. All right. <laughs> Yo. I, I don't. Yo. This is confusing to me, okay? Going back to the Shire, now that we just said that. I've never seen a female dwarf. Oh my god, me neither. Never seen a female dwarf. There has not been any female I don't remember that either. I do remember the elves. Yeah, the elves. There were hobbits. 
there were humans. You know, uh, in Gondor, it was just swarming with, you know, females and stuff, but there was never a female dwarf. There were always bearded dudes. Yeah, that's strange once you think about it. Yeah, like, what's up with that? Like, are they all in one specific area? They're all, like, in the kitchens and, uh, you know, doing clothes and stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, back in those days, it was fine. But in those movies, you never see that. It's weird. You know, they probably had the females, did what needed to be done. Hopefully, they were birthed the sun. And then after that, they were just casted away. That's it. Nothing else, nothing more. And so you have a place full of small, bearded, hairy guys walking around, which is really, really strange. Like, why would I want to walk around with small, bearded, hairy guys? It's not something I would enjoy at all. Really wouldn't be. Well, I mean, they weren't pleasant but they loved to fight. So, you know, it was dangerous because they were like hotheads and they were always trying to look for a fight, but I would definitely trust one with my life if it came to Middle Earth, I guess. Famous dwarf that's not really talked, well, is talked about, really famous though. Comic book accurate Wolverine. He's that guy. He is the epitome of somebody you would call on to go do damage hmm. so you're right i never really uh Makes sense. realized that i mean i never got to read comics like that when i was growing up so that's uh that's pretty interesting mm -hmm. yeah yeah wolverine yeah, shout know. out to wolverine. dangerous dwarf and here's the thing it's crazy so, Dangerous Dwarf, right? And of course, you know, he was all about Jean Grey, even though Cyclops was with her. It's like, <laughs> and Cyclops is way taller than him. It's like, how do you let a dwarf try and then succeed to steal your girl? That's my question. I mean, Jean Grey was beautiful. And maybe she got tired of the same old thing. She's like, you know what? Maybe I just want to get with the dwarf for once. Dude's got crazy muscles, like, you know, and then he can he can cut metal with his little bones or his little knife hands. True. You know what I'm saying? Plus, I mean, dude's psychotic, too. Completely. Like, girls like psycho dudes. Oh, it makes sense. I mean, the Twilight movies and the vampire movies. Yeah, tell me they don't. I mean, it seems like the dudes who are, like, wild and stuff get, like, girls more often. I don't know. Maybe it's because life, life expectancy is short. I don't know. Yeah. That definitely could be it. Or it's, like, one of those internal things of trying to recreate something that was missing from their lives because maybe their dad was like really authoritative. So it's like, 
Yeah, Dad can't make me do anything anymore, so I'm gonna go go with this guy. And that guy turns out to be like the rebel without a cause. So she's all attracted to it. Yeah, him, you're right. Thing. Like the high schooler on a motorcycle True. or something. A real James Dean type. Ah, uh, James Dean. Rebel without a cause. Barely knew ye. We went to that, uh, you know, that thing for the veterans. <clears throat> and, uh, it was, it was weird, dude. Like, I thought there were going to be more representation for, you know, military police. Because it's a pretty common job, you know? True. It very much is. <laughs> There was a plumber. There was a in-air flight refueler. There were like six lieutenant colonels. And then there was me. And <clears throat> I mean, my wife, you know, she had a cool job. And I was just like, bro, I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. Hey, guys. I used to check IDs. Cool. You know, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, that's cool, man. But, like, that was my job in the military. Like, all these other dudes, you know, they were, like, platoon sergeants. And, like, they had whole bases to themselves, like, in Iraq and, like, in Vietnam and stuff. Wild. I can't even fathom that, you know? No, not at all. Especially, I guess, doing what we did back in the day. Uh, Defending the base. Oh, dude. Base defense. Defend the base. I'm, I'm still defending my base right here. It's like 900 square feet. There's 900 square feet below me, 900 square feet above me. Like, I'm defending it all, like, like a watchdog. <laughs> I'm always ready. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. The gates and also the flight line. What a time. Oh, what a time indeed. You remember... When mm -hmm. dudes would cross the yellow line and instead mm -hmm. of, like, crossing the actual crossing area and you'd have to put them on their face. That was insane. It was intense because, if you think about it, we had that right to do so. We yeah, sure did. I mean, that, that would mean that they were under duress or something. So it was like... Was it on purpose or something? Either way, I'm arresting you, but. Yeah, no matter what rank you are either. You could be a yeah. colonel on your face. Don't yeah. matter. Don't you know who my husband is? Mm -hmm. Like. Ooh, like, oh, my uh, God. No. Oh, There's geez. like 30 of you guys over here. That's so terrible every single time. Don't you know who my husband is? No, ma'am, I don't even know who you are. Yo, it's like, bro, 
who's your husband? Because I got to tell him you stole a lipstick. That's so crazy, though. Like, you like, you know who my husband is, so it makes it seem like you have some sort of privilege or even some money. And that's what it seems like. And you turn around and go get a lipstick and steal it from the PX. So this has to be the fact that you're bored. That's it. And the way to actually get your high is to steal lipstick from the PX. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the big thing to me is how important was this lipstick? Why do you have to steal this lipstick? Is there something else with the lipstick? You know? Maybe. Okay. Hear me out. Maybe it was a rare lipstick. Something that they didn't have in their collection. They collected all sorts of lipsticks. And so that was the one lipstick that they needed to complete their collection. So they stole it. Even though it was probably like five bucks or six bucks. They still stole it. Which I still don't get, but yeah, whatever. Oh, dude. Mm -hmm. What if she's an activist and animal testing was used on that, you know, that said lipstick? So she didn't want to purchase it, but she actually wanted to wear it. Mind blown with that one. You can't get caught purchasing there you it, go. but you can wear you can. it. They won't know. There you go. Could have been an activist. That's actually a good angle. It really is. Mystery solved. There it is. It only took me 12 years. It's like it was a cold case. It was a cold case. <laughs> it was a cold case. Twelve years later, <laughs> That's I right. figured it out. I finally got Yo, to the I love, of it. I love how we don't even have a single script in front of us, and we both said cold case, and we knew it. We just, that's what it's, it is. It's just straight, just going with the flow over here. Like a dynamic duo, like Batman and Robin. Okay, so Batman and Robin. Right. Batman is basically taking in kids. He, <laughs> most of these kids are orphans, number one, just like himself. So mm -hmm. he sees like himself as the child that he was, but he's turning these kids into child soldiers, really. Teaching them how to fight, putting them through like ex intensive training and getting them to beat up on villains and they are in mortal danger shouldn't Batman actually be in jail but he can't because he has buku amounts of money Batman's a menace to society well um mm -hmm. my my first issue with that was the fact that he, he's taken in children to be like 
assassins, but have you ever seen that movie Kick Ass? I do recall it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's Big Daddy. Right. He's teaching his daughter how to be like an assassin. You remember that? True. Yeah. So is Big Daddy supposed to be Batman where the girl is actually Robin? There was a female Robin at one point in time, too. Yep. There was a female Robin. And of course, we all know about Batgirl. Mm, yeah. Well, that's uh, <clears throat> I do agree. Batman is a menace. He is. But he's also would would he just be like an anti-hero then because he does good but he's also like weird i think he is definitely weird because he's a grown man in a bat suit think about that a grown man yeah that's in a bat suit that's not natural it's not <laughs> it is not natural at all and then not only that, imagine, okay, so all those people that do commit crimes, here's Batman. You're like, oh, it's Batman. Batman swoops down, just beats the crap out of him. And then they go to the hospital. Like, these people have broken bones, probably concussions. And then there's that whole thing where it says, all right, Batman is not about murdering people. What about those that probably died in the hospital? I'm just saying. Oh. Batman's Yo, a menace. I didn't even think of that. I'm going back to my previous statement. Batman is a menace. Um, I never really thought about Batman like fatally injuring anybody, but that's very possible because I mean I'm sure some of those dudes fell down flights of stairs or like, you know how they fight in abandoned buildings and they just fall. Mm. Like got cat, like lungs that are punctured and like fractures everywhere. And I don't know, like Batman, he just doesn't care. He just leaves them in the alleys too. Like he's just like destroys this dude. And then just, Oh, you're a thief. I'm going to leave you here. And just, you know, just leaves him limp. Hmm. Kind of scary. I mean, I'm I'm not going to Gotham anyways, so. Gotham's is one of the worst places out there. I would not go to Gotham at all. You're absolutely right. Everybody's corrupt. You're walking the streets. Somebody just might beat you up for no reason. And then you have this guy dressed as a bat doing all sorts of things yeah and I mean I always wondered too mm -hmm. like so he has that you know the costume right Correct. and he uh who supplies that like who supplies the costume and is like yeah, I I don't know where you were in this. I mean, in that movie, mm -hmm. you know, with Christian Bale, it's like that dude knew who he was. Right. Technically, right? Right, yeah. His, I mean, what's his name? Lucius Fox. Right, but it's like, is it the same way in, in the comic? Like, is 
is that what it is? Because no grown man, I'm sure back in those times, was sleuthing in a pair of tall platform boots and a bat suit. <laughs> I'm trying to solve this crime. I have to get in a bat suit with, you know, four inch platform boots. You know, like that's not a typical investigator. Absolutely not. No, it's not. And then you have, what's his name? Commissioner Gordon. Commissioner Gordon's at first he was kind of like, all right, who's this weirdo? Then after that, he just became okay with it. Like, yeah, I trust you enough, Batman. Maybe Commissioner Gordon is just as messed up as everybody else because I don't, I don't know if I would ever be okay with a dude in a bat suit like that. That's just kind of, that's kind of out there for me. But then again, I don't live in Gotham, so, I mean, Gotham's pretty messed up. They got the Arkham it Asylum, is, so. It's definitely messed up. It is completely way beyond messed up. And I think they should do something about Batman. But they do something about Batman. Who's going to do something about all of the crazies in Gotham? So I guess they still need Batman. Batman's a necessity. Yeah, but I mean, that—that that is a good point. Mm -hmm. But he's got like beef with Superman, you know? This is also true. He does have beef with Superman. He does. He has beef with Superman. So that, what was it? Batman versus Superman movie? The Dawn of Justice? Remember when they found out each other's mother's name was Martha and they became friends afterwards? That was so unnecessary. Martha, how do you know that? My mom's name is Martha. No way. You've defeated me, Batman. I can't even believe that. That is exactly how that movie is summed up. Everybody remembers that movie from that. Martha. Martha. Yo. Tying it back. That's love right there for Martha. Yo, you're absolutely right. Tying it back to the the theme of everything we just talked about. Love. Love is in everything that you do. Love is in every way that you put forth any energy out there to people in general. It's love. I feel that once yeah. again. Definitely, man. Definitely. It's it's just one of those things. You know. I got love for the pilot. The pilot. The bonus track. Yeah, the pilot is the bonus track. So anyone, that's right, anyone who is listening or will be listening. This is the pilot. The pilot is a bonus track. The pilot is the start of us getting Flea Circus up and running and gunning. Because this right here is something that we just decided to jump on and make happen. And yeah. it's just one of those things where it's like, here we are. Here we go. We're knocking it out. Making it happen. Making it 
go like it's supposed to. Talking about this type of stuff for a while about making a podcast happen. So now we're oh, yeah. just doing it and making the podcast happen. Letting these words flow into the ears of all those who will listen and mm. enjoy some thought provoking and whimsical nonsense. But yeah. but there's also some thought behind each piece of whimsy. I mean, it's a good thing too, you know. We're not particularly bored. We just, you know, we like to spend time together and just talk. And 99% of the time, this is pretty much what happens. So we kind of figured, you know, let's just throw it on the podcast. See where that takes us, you know? Yeah, why not? And, you know, just let it go. Let it be free as a bird. So our whole theme was love. But oh, I remember man. one part specifically, it was about, we were talking about Batman. Like, we talked about everything but love, pretty much. No, it all ties back in. Look, okay, so okay. Here's it. Yeah, uh, uh, let's 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 tie this into a nice bow, and then we'll we'll let them get back onto their lives, whatever it might be, you know. So yeah, the whole theme of this episode is or was about love. Batman taking in orphans and making them into assassins and little child soldiers. Oh, that yeah. is a form of twisted love, but still love. Yeah, shout out to Rip. And it just all goes into a form that love can be so ridiculous and off the wall. It's one of the most twisted things out there of emotions shout out to because Riv. it comes in so many different ways. So... Yeah, I, that's, I sign off with that. I, I stamp it. There you go. You're not behind it, are you? It's, no, no, we did good, man. We did good. You can take that. I'm... I'm at loss for words right now. I'm just going to say um, the first two minutes were all about love genuinely for me. And then the rest was just a bunch of ramble. Um, but uh, I love what we did. There we go. See there? You just tied it all in. That's what you... This is, or this was the pilot. Appreciate the recording session indie it was good yeah this was, was great stuff. uh i appreciate yeah, you Ronnie. and uh was flea circus thanks for listening it was a pleasure of doing this the pilot and so if you like what you hear go ahead and listen to us again if not well don't do something else Find another hobby. Get a light. I mean, never mind. You know what? We're we're trying to, uh, you know, keep people here. Yeah. Just say I love you. Do something. I love you guys. What? <laughs>